Check it. Check me out. I'm eating candy from Halloween. From like a long, from our trip. I can't. Literally from our trip, from a month ago. Who cares? Candy never goes bad. Sure. Feeling down? Go to Candy Town. Candy Town. Candy Town. (laughs) (laughs) I just went to Candy Town. Someone needs to just hire you to write funny songs. (laughs) Are you saying? I'm the female Raffi. Ooh, yeah. Banana phone? Candy town. When I wish upon a star for that one special girl To take me on the ride to a whole new world Under the sea of bare necessities You've got a friend of me cause I'm fun and fancy free With you on my arm people won't know what to do Say I wanna be like you, bibbidi bobbidi boo Like Woody and Jesse and Toy Story 2 Girl I have your name written on the bottom of my shoe Hello and welcome to episode 46 of Mary with Mouse Ears I am one of your hosts, Michael Agnew. I'm your other host, Zara Agnew. And we are back in our new house, our new humble abode. We did it, guys. We moved while I'm super pregnant. So for those of y'all who do not know, uh, we are a married couple from Dallas, Texas. We started this Disney podcast about actually a year ago, which is pretty awesome. That is cool. We were really consistent. And then I got Zara pregnant. (laughs) It all went downhill from there, but it's it's still been great. It's been fun. And I'm glad we have loyal listeners who will just still listen to us, even though it has become more sporadic. Yes, we actually got another email from our friend across the pond, comma, Daniel. He's like our favorite pen pal. He is. He reached out and like last time, which made me want to record a podcast because he reached out. And then he reached out again last night. And he basically said, hey, can you send us um, or can you post like a P.O. box or your address? Because we want to send you like if anyone wants to send you cards or anything. So Daniel obviously likes us and wants to send us baby cards or something. Something. So for those. Maybe it's a fruit basket. So for Daniel and probably nobody else, but maybe we do have some some loyal listeners. Should I give them our address or is that creepy? Mm, let's put it on our website. Okay. What well, on our website? Oh, is that weird? Sure. Maybe we'll just email Daniel. Maybe. You want to hear okay, that. I'll just tell Daniel. And case by case basis. If anybody else wants to, just email me or uh, DM us, and uh, we will welcome uh, any Christmas cards that you want to send us. Maybe we should send Christmas cards. Okay, first step, we have to send some stickers. Oh, you weren't supposed to say that yet. Okay, well, we can't send Christmas cards before. Before we send those. Okay, that's very fair. We have to send the stickers first, and then we will send Christmas cards. I'm glad the stickers have not gotten lost in our moving kerfluffle. So yes, Zara has how many days left, Zara, until little baby Theo is here? It's like two and a half weeks. I don't know, like 20 days, 22 days? It's getting really close. Something like that. We moved in the nursery, pretty close to being done. Yeah. And our house? Also, it is livable. The The parts that we live in are like done. Yes. We actually are not recording in our future Disney room. So we love Disney so much that we have a Disney room dedicated just for podcasting and me making rap songs. Um, but that is that guest room is just filled with boxes. So we're currently in our living room, which is obviously very echoey, but oh, well. Ample space 
for recording for and activities. Lots of activities. That's for dang sure. You could have a dance class in here. Yeah, you could. Could be fun. It's awesome. I love it. All right. Now it's time for fan shout out of the week. Fan shout out 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 out. So this fan shout out um, is actually going to a real life friend. And his name is Joaquin Aguilar. IRL. So Joaquin, I actually work with, with Joaquin. And it always makes me laugh whenever there are people in our real lives that actually like listen to our podcast episodes. Yes. Never in my wildest dreams did I think Joaquin um, was a Married with Mousers fan. But he, I believe, has never been to Disney World. But enjoys me and Zara talking and enjoys pop culture. And he listens to every episode. That's like the nicest thing ever that he has never even been to Disney World and he still listens. Yeah. So just huge shout out to uh, Joaquin for maintaining the Disney love, even though he's never experienced it. He still gets to vicariously live through us. Sure. And for just listening to all pop culture, all of our pop culture takes. Which sometimes we have those. Oh, I got a, a lot coming up at the end of, of, of this episode. Get ready. Maybe 10 minutes worth of me just ranting Ooh. and rambling about pop culture. I love it. It's going to be great. So, Zara, um, we need a nickname for Joaquin so he can join the Married with Mouse Ears family. Hmm, Joaquin, Joaquin, walking. Walking. He does watch The Walking Dead. That's one of the oh. that's one of our pop culture things that we talk about. That's true. You guys love that walking. But that's not necessarily Walking Disney. Dead. Walking. Walking Dead. Walking. Or that makes me think of the song "Walking in a Winter Wonderland," and it's freezing cold outside right now. Walking in a Winter Wonderland. I like it. This is beautiful, Zara. This is perfect. This is why you get paid the big bucks. I get paid nothing. I get paid Halloween candy. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 a month old. <laughs> All right, Joaquin in a winter wonderland. Thank Welcome you. to the family. Welcome to the family. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to be cool like Joaquin and make it onto a fan shout out episode, then just hit us up in our Instagram DMs. Comment on our Instagram post or go Maybe on mary yeah. And you can send us an email there um, or just reach out in real life. Do whatever you want. We, we just like engaging with the people that, that listen. True, 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 true. All right. So last episode, we um, talked about our first ever experience at the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. Correct. It was kind of like part one of our trip. It was a short trip, but you and I just really like talking. So sometimes it goes longer than we think it will go. Yeah. So we told everybody that we would on our next episode, which we thought would be like a few days later, but it's been about a month later. We would talk about day two at Disney World. Yes. So we are going to just hit the highlights. Yes. And talk. Which is ab- hard for us. Yes. But we will hopefully hit <laughs> hit these highlights. Then talk about some just some bigger Disney World news updates mm. that we have not talked about in the past month and a half. Mm. And then talk Your about pop, pop culture. culture. Yes. Like TV shows, movies, just things in pop culture that are going on. Sure, sure, sure. So first thing, we went to three parks on our second day. In one day. On the first day, for those of y'all who, were, who did not listen, this was part of our uh, baby moon. Zara was very, very pregnant at... The time. I think I was like 30 weeks pregnant. Pretty pregnant. I mean, noticeably pregnant. Yes. 
Um, so Zara did not uh, rent a wheelchair on the first day. She was very prideful. She did not want to submit to the wheelchair. It was only like a half day. Um, yeah, it was, it was from like four till midnight. Yeah, that's true. That's a pretty long time. That's a long time. And obviously her feet swelled up. Uh, she almost died. Okay, just kidding. She did not almost die. Yeah, I'm still alive. But I was able to convince her to get a wheelchair. Was this, was it worth it? This completely changed my whole perspective on the trip. It was great. I might just rent a wheelchair for you every single time <laughs> because I got to go as fast as I wanted to. And I just zipped around all of the little peoples and it, it was great. Well, yeah, it was just like me and you. So we didn't have to worry about any like other family members or anything. Yeah. But yes, we were trying to do like some research and figure out like we had never personally rented one before. So we didn't really know how it all worked, but it's actually pretty easy. So at every park they do have a wheelchair rental area where you can either get the like electric one, which is like really expensive or the By really expensive. It's like 35, maybe it's $50 a day. I think it's more like 50. Okay. 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 I was going to say 60. Um, you can either get that one or just a normal regular wheelchair, which I think was like $12 a day. Yes. So, uh, the first time we got one, which we went to Hollywood Studios first. Uh, Michael got a receipt, and he just kept that receipt in his wallet all day. And we didn't want to deal with the hassle of, like, taking it on the bus every time we chose to park hop. So he just took his receipt. And at the front of each park, we just showed it to them, and they gave us another wheelchair. So it, we didn't have to pay at each park, which I was a little worried we might have to do. So that was really nice. Yes, it was pretty great. Yeah, so so they give you this receipt. Also, I just looked. It is a fifty dollar payment for the e- for the electric scooter. Only twelve dollars for the push wheelchair. That's a larger difference. Yes, um, yeah. So I just kept the receipt and I showed it to the three different parks that we went to. So Zara was pregnant, uh, thirty weeks pregnant, and we went to three different parks. It was pretty great. Sure. So yeah, the first park that we went to was Hollywood Studios, but really we only cared about Toy Story Land. Yeah, we didn't make any fast passes for this um, because you know, like, there's not, there's honestly not a whole lot I could, I couldn't do the roller coasters, Tower of Terror, Star Tours, like none of that stuff. So, and our main goal was to see Toy Story Land and to check out all its glorious newness. And so that's what we did. We, when we got there, like, we just straight away made a beeline for Toy Story Land. First thing, I just Mario Karted Zara over to Toy Story Land. True. And we rode the Flying Saucers. We did. Which are very much like Mater's junkyard. It's, I think, the, it's literally the same thing. Just um, with a Toy Story Pizza Planet overlay. Now, a lot of people had been underselling this ride. Like, they made it seem like it was, like, not even, like, worth riding. That's what a lot of different podcasts and, and people that I, I, I listen to. Yo, just be real. Fun ride. Yeah, Fun ride. It's worth a ride. It's not necessarily, not necessarily worth waiting more than 30 minutes for. Which, that was pretty much, maybe even a little bit less than that. Yeah. It wasn't a bad wait at all. I mean, this was, like... 
don't know, 10, 10 30 in the morning. Yeah. Maybe around that time. The weird thing though was the line, there was no line queue that was like inside of like a building. True. All of the line was outside. It reminded me of like California actually for um the wood the arcade, Toy Story Arcade. Toy Story Mania. Yes. Midway Mania. For that ride, that is all outside in California. And so it was kind of like that where parts of it were covered, but it definitely like none of it was air conditioned, which ugh, that was rough. Um, so that's one of the negative things about Toy Story. That's Land. probably my number one negative thing. If we're just going to go there is that there's literally almost no shade, no place to go for air conditioning. Like maybe the bathroom, which we didn't even go in the bathroom, but I'm guessing the bathroom is air conditioned. I'm sure that, but that's is. that's literally I think the only place in Toy Story Land that yeah. is air conditioned. Correct. Nothing else is, and and it was very hot. It I was mean, very hot, very hot. There was not a lot of shade at mm-hmm. all. Um, I'd say that's my number one. But overall, it is overwhelmingly cool. Yes, like way better than I thought it was going to be. Yes. Um, just in the immersive feeling of it, there's a giant woody. Um, and Buzz and this giant, and obviously the Slinky Dog coaster is massive, just like way bigger than I thought that it Very would be. Very cool, like picture opportunities. Like they have people, cast members at the front of the, like right when you enter that land to take pictures of you together. We definitely did that. Um, lots of, you know, just good picture opportunities, whether it's with, we saw like the Green Army men multiple times walking around while we were there could take pictures with them get it walking <laughs> around uh. walking around anyway um yeah the immersiveness i'd say was the number one best thing about it close number two though was the food true 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 so there is a woody's lunchbox which um has very few tables and not a lot of shade so just go in there knowing that just have that be your expectation and then you won't be disappointed. True. Because the food is actually pretty good. It is. And they have mobile order on your phone. This is one of the biggest hacks about Disney World. So last time that we went last in spring break. In March, yeah. In March, they were doing mobile order, but it wasn't. It was very new. Yeah, it wasn't what it is now. Numerous times during just like just this day, we mobile ordered. So basically, you just get to sit at a table on your phone while you're playing iPhone games and go to the My Disney Experience app and just order the food from your phone. Go back to your iPhone game that you're playing, and then 10 minutes later, it'll notify you mm-hmm. of when your food is ready. Yeah, I highly recommend doing this if it is not every single restaurant or stand has this option, but if it does, I recommend doing it um, because normally there's a line. And this is a great way, like Michael said, like you don't have to stand in line at all. You can just sit down. Um, but if your phone is on the slower side or having like connectivity, Wi-Fi issues, maybe just be careful about doing it because... Zara is still rocking the iPhone 6, I think. I don't know what it is. And, See, I don't yeah, even care. And it's a little... And it's uh, it can definitely be slow. So we were just use, use, using my phone. We used mine one time and we had some like dull whip problems. Uh, we got either not enough, too many, or not the no, right kind. It was, it was more of a, <laughs> a communication breakdown on our part. I okay. thought that we were sharing a Dole Whip. Oh, no. You had, you had ordered two. Incorrect. We can't share. the dude goes, yeah, you have two Dole Whips. I'm like, nah, bro, just one. 
why would we get two? It's like because it's of, delicious. It's the end of the day, and this thing's massive. We you can, need we two. Need, we can just share. So I get back to Zara. She's like, "Wait, where's the second one? Where's my whip?" I was like, "Oh, was unaware. We are just frivolously buying gold whips now." <laughs> Duh. Hello. So, we did devour them. So that highlight. So that was great. Anyway, okay. So back to Woody's lunchbox. Um, what I got was the grilled cheese, um, which I had uh, read came highly recommended. It was delicious. Grilled cheese with a side of tomato soup. And yes, it was super hot that day, but it was still really good. We shared one of the, um, I think it's called lunchbox tart desserts. AKA a pop tart. It's basically a pop tart. So we got the strawberry one and it was really good. It was a good dessert. I really enjoyed it. And Michael got, um, it's basically their version of Frito pie, but it's called Tachos. Tachos. And it comes with what they call potato barrels, aka they're not allowed to say tater tots for some reason. Because those are trademarked or something. I guess Sonic has that unlock. I'm not really sure. But it's like a giant chili Frito pie thing. Yes. Um, I am only 27 years old and until I can no longer eat disgusting things like that, I'm going to keep eating it because oh, it so good. fills me to my soul. It's, it was delicious. I love Frito pie and I love tachos. It was really good. So, uh, those were the things that we tried and I think the, they were some of the best on the menu for sure. Um, obviously there's a lot of other options, sandwiches, um, like kid, kid meals, um, a lot of good stuff. I mean, it's like quick service but i enjoyed it and they don't have in hollywood studios in general there's not a lot of like quick service options in my opinion especially not over there so then we ate we were kind of sweaty we were like yo let's just go to the next park we did not go to animal kingdom at all on this trip true because since there was pregnant we couldn't do everest or the, the dinosaur ride or pandora like none of our favorite things none of them so we just eh, no animal kingdom Uh, We went to Epcot, and obviously there was lots of food carts at this time. Yes, so right now, well, maybe it's ended now. Yeah, I think it's ended now, but when we were there, it was the Epcot um, Food and Wine Festival, which normally we're there in spring break, and that is the Flower and Garden Festival. Basically, there's like almost always some sort of like festival or activity going on. Because I'm sure that Disney World is banking on these Epcot food carts. They are just, people love them. I mean, we love them. People out there love to like try different small plates. Like, I don't know why it just like their marketing is working. Sure. I'm not sure why. Um, So right now, probably for holiday, I think they have like holiday carts set up, which is kind of cool. So we wanted to try the, some of the food carts. Um, This is where we also made our, um, some of our fast passes for the day, actually all our fast passes for the day, we ended up doing Spaceship Earth, uh, Soren, which was really good. We did Nemo. I don't think we had a fast pass for that, though, but we did that. We did Figment. Um, yeah, we did kind of our main rides uh, at Epcot because most of those I could all still ride, which was really nice. Um, the As far as eating, uh, we had lunch at Woody's Lunchbox. This was kind of like early dinner-ish, kind of just like snack time. So we tried, uh, I think we mentioned this on the last podcast, but at Australia, it was um, one of the first carts to the right when you walk up, um, like before you get to Canada. And I got this like shrimp stew stuff. 
shrimp um, with like pineapple and like grilled vegetables. It just seemed fresh and like tasty and the shrimp was really good. And then we walked a little bit further um, to Ireland, which was near in between Canada and England. And we got, uh, I, I wanted to try this, the um, beer cheese fondue or like it was like this like cheese dip stuff it's basically like stout cheese dip with brown bread and you just dip the bread into the cheese and i i mean it's like kind of like queso like fondue fondue i guess would be what you would say is like sure it was good i enjoyed it so that's actually the only things we tried because it was so hot and we we just kind of walked throughout the whole countries um we took lots of character pictures we did some Tsum Tsums. We well, yeah. We saw Baymax. We saw Mickey and Minnie and Goofy. We did because that was those were all air conditioned, which was nice. Correct, correct. So we did some different. So yeah, type of we things. were at, at Epcot maybe two or three hours, not very long. Well, a little while, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we go to MK Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, always there for us. And we obviously took some Tsum Tsum pictures. We did, yes. We uh, got some Dole Whips. Delicious. Mem- yep, mobile order fiasco. It was fine. And we saw the fireworks show. We did. Not our greatest experience, maybe, but... Okay, I'm just being real. Happily ever after, I am willing to say um, might be better than the Star Wars show. Wait, what? I'm being real. I, this I, is breaking news, everybody. Okay, might be. It's at least on the same level. I, I honestly, when you were about to say that, thought you were going to say it was not better than Wishes. I don't know why. What? I thought you were going to say that, but okay. that's what I thought you were going to say. This made me realize that they were five years too late on Wishes. Wishes should have been killed way earlier. Wow. Yeah. Happily ever after, I, I, I um, got 98% close to crying. Whoa. I got emotional. Whoa. There is a part whenever Tinkerbell, literally a physical Tinkerbell, leaves the castle, and I did not know that was going to happen. That, that was, was a surprise. Beautiful. Um, just the way that they can project onto the castle is incredible. The way they like use um, different shows or newer shows, there's a whole Hercules song yes, in it. Yes, correct. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, that was good. But but yeah, so right before that, so while I loved Happily Ever After, I'm honestly okay never seeing it again because the process, experience, yes, the experience of having to wait for 45 minutes, rough in a spot, um, for for the, for this fireworks show, a very small spot, is not fun, especially whenever there are very grouchy people at Magic Kingdom. I witnessed my first ever almost brawl fight at uh. At Magic Kingdom, basically there was a family. There was a mom, her husband. They had like three or four kids. They had been waiting there for over an hour ha- at this spot. They literally camped out and they, like they got ca- Casey's and just like sat there and ate. Yes. And about five minutes before the show comes, there is a family um, that does not speak English, is not from America. And they just like wheedle their way in front of um, this family. And the mom flips out, like flips out. Um, just start screaming at this dude. Um, and these people are not receptive. They're just like, hey, we're just going to like not do what you want. And they just refuse to leave. And so the mom just kept yelling and she was trying to get like the husband involved. And I'm like, yo, I, I not need the, the, these two giant men to fight right now. Um, so thankfully, someone from Disney World came. 
um, talked to the lady, and the lady wanted them to kick these people out of the park, and um, thankfully, the employee goes, actually, ma'am, let me relocate you and your family to, to better seats rather than kicking out this family. So they got upgraded to better seats, and it was just a very awkward, cringy so um, experience, but shows what Disney World can be for people whenever you're just exhausted and you spend a ton of money on a very expensive park and you want the best experience for your kids, and um, it's just a rough situation. It's hard. I mean, we got there early, and we didn't even... Like, our view is obstructed just a t- teeny tiny bit because, you know, in the hub or whatever, there's, like, statues and lampposts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. We were kind of behind a lamppost. We saw – I mean, it, it was fine. We saw all of it. But yeah. it, it, I could understand how, you know, people who get there early get there to get the view, get the spot that they want for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so, like, I felt for the mom. I thought she definitely w- was overboard, and she just made – it was hard for me to always be on her side whenever she yeah. reacted that way. But that awkward. I did feel bad for her. Um, so, yeah, really, that was that. We, we went to three parks. Um, we rented a wheelchair. We did try um, a new food thing Ooh, at Casey's we did. at Magic Kingdom. So after the fireworks, I mean, it was pretty late. So we had like a late dinner type of thing. Um, but at that time, the like new Casey's of the month thing was these mac and cheese french fries. So it was french fries, mac and cheese, and bacon. So we got that. We tried that. It was delicious. We also got our little corn dog nuggets, which are one of our favorite things to eat. Yes. They're so good. Um, So that was a good little pick-me-up at the end of a long day. But the day did not end as soon as we wanted. Oh, my gosh. Because no matter how bad the firework experience was. I just remember this. The bus line was even worse. I tried to block this out of my memory, but I, I could know. Not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we stayed at the Pop Century. All right. Our only time to ever stay there. Um, and we parked at the Pop Century. So we were leaving a long day of Magic Kingdom to go to Pop Century to then drive an hour and a half, two hours to Zara's uncle's house, which we where we were staying. And the line for the bus was probably 200 people long, like at least. It was incredibly long. I've never seen that long of, of a bus line. And Zara's pregnant. We don't have this wheelchair. Ugh. So I'm like, Zara, let's go wait in line for the bus to Disney Springs. And then from Disney Springs, we will take a bus to Pop Century. I don't always trust Michael's judgment on these things, but I just choose to go along with it because I know it will be easier if I do. (laughs) So we did this. Um, There was only like two other families in this Disney Springs line, so we were kind of worried. It definitely took a long time for a Disney Springs bus to come. It definitely took a long time, such a long time that I downloaded the Lyft app so I could We were so tempted to book do it. A minivan to take us. We almost did that, but that's like another twenty dollars down the drain and we had already spent so much money. So we World. ended up not doing that. Finally the Disney Springs bus comes probably at least thirty, forty minutes later. We go to Disney Springs. And then we have to wait for a long time to go on to Pop Century. I'd say that wait was like a smidgen shorter. Yeah. It was still a wait, though. But yeah, it probably it still probably took us an hour 15, an hour and a half it was so to get rough. back to the hotel. I, I honestly still would rather have done that than, than waited in that massive But now I line. understand why people are like, oh, these resorts are terrible. Yes. 
and why we've never had that experience before. We've only stayed at like moderate or because like, we always go like with my your grand- family, yeah, and your grandparents like pay for the nicer hotels. And yeah, those bus lines aren't as long. They're not. It's amazing. So that was it's a more magical experience. Yeah. So literally. that is definitely going to weigh in our because yeah, whenever we go with Theo, we won't be able to pay for like the fancy hotels, mm-hmm. but I might be willing to pay twenty extra bucks so I can just rent a minivan as soon as I leave. Or maybe we like rent a car. Like I don't know. Yeah. What or the maybe we is. just take these gondolas. I don't know what the answer is. So speaking uh, about gondolas, um, that is a good transition into some Disney news. So that was our trip. Um, We did make it back. We had an an awesome time. We did. We had fun. And we will be going back again in spring on spring break. That's what we're planning. So very, very soon. Thea will be about three or four months old. Yep. It'll be quite exciting. Very exciting. So the gondolas are coming to Disney World. Like this next year, like in 2019. Do you know when, though? I don't know. Okay. Nobody fully knows. Maybe the Imagineers. But I heard that there will not be AC on the gondolas. They're it's standing only? Um, well, no. So they will, I believe that they hold maybe six to eight people. Um, and there has been lots of talk on whether the each compartment. So it's basically like a ski lift. Um, right. So it has this like um, kind of like little like kind of like the people mover, but mm-hmm. enclosed. Um, but it won't be fully enclosed. Um, I'm guessing supposedly there will be like these windows and the, the rate of how fast you travel. I think you go 12 miles an hour, f- 15 miles an hour. Um, you will feel fully cooled off. Mm-hmm. We will see how true that is in the 98 oh, degree Florida heat. I thought you said a seat, like a sitting no, down sorry, seat. No, sorry, AC. AC, air conditioning. There will be seats. Okay. I was yes. like, what? Sorry, that would have been awful. No, yeah, that would have been awful. Yeah, that's fine. Well... I mean, they think it's fine. So, yeah. Okay. Well, the big thing that came about a month ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago, uh, that has the whole Disney universe, uh, Disney fan universe in an in uproar is Disney released new a new ticketing strategy to where oh, price-based yes. tickets based mm-hmm. on the date that you are going during the year. Yes. Which means that a three-day ticket does not cost the same during March as, as it will in September. Sneaky. That now, like, if you go during a busy peak time, um, it'll cost more. Um, and they are doing this to help with the, quote-unquote, the flow of the parks. So if they up the price of tickets during the busy times, then less people will go so that your park experience is better. Some people just literally can only go during spring break. Correct. Like like my family while my cousin is still in high school. Correct. And And I believe that Disney knows that and they just want to extort more money. That sounds... But oh well, because we're going. We're going. We are completely sold out for Disney World. So that is a major thing whenever you will be booking your um, next trip. Is that um, Disney World is not necessarily an experience that every family will be able to do. And that's very sad. Um, Because, yeah, my family, like, yeah, so me and my brothers, literally, I have two brothers. And we shared a room until I was in the ninth grade whenever we we, uh, moved houses. But my family made it a point to save up money every single year. So so the five of us could always go to Disney World. Um, If my family existed in 2018 back then. Um, we probably would not be able to go to Disney World every single year mm-hmm. like we used to. But, oh well. 
Disney is a business. So that is a big thing. Um, make sure that you are aware of that whenever you are booking your tickets. Hopefully that does not stop you from going, though. Disney is a business, like you said. All right. Disney, knowing that um, they are building Star Wars, the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, um, and the new anniversary is coming up in 2020, um, they are building four new Disney hotels. Whoa. Really? Yes. Do you want to hear about these Disney hotels? Please tell me. Okay. One is um, Coronado Springs Resort is getting a completely new update. All right. There is a new 15-story tower, and Um, it is going to have an additional 545 rooms. Okay. So just adding on to Coronado. Okay. That's good. Yes. Um, There will basically be 1,700 new hotel rooms for DVC villas. Which is insane. Um, yeah, so they are building this new... They are building the 16th DVC property. Um, it does not have a name yet, but it is going to be next to Bay Lake. Um, and it has 900 hotel rooms. Is it, DVC it, taking over the world? Yes. That is basically what is kind of happening is there is this... That more... Ba- this is what it means. So more and more people will, will continue to be DVC... Um, members and eventually this could happen to where eventually most people that go to Disney World are going to be DVC members Mm -hmm. and that whenever that happens Disney has much more control and and power of of knowing when the parks like who will be going to to what parks will which will then be able to help them as a business customize the experience and like make sure that it's good but there won't be a a lot of like new people going to the parks or in 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 theory, you rent DVC points. Correct. Sneaky life hack. Correct. But yeah, there are some people posting their, their theories that in, in 15 years, the people who go to Disney World might look different than who go now. So very that is very in, interesting. Um, the Riviera Resort is the third one, and that is going to be opening in 2019. It is near Epcot, and it is the 15th D- DVC property. That is going to to be, be open. They're getting ready for all those Star Wars. People. This one will have three hundred new openings. All mm. right, and it will be connected to the new gondola system, mm. the the uh, new Skyliner, and the fourth one is the Star Wars Resort, which we know is coming and it's going to be insane. But that's its own whole experience in and of itself. Yes. Speaking about Star Wars. Um, the new Disney Plus TV streaming app, aka Disney's version of Netflix, they have released news of two upcoming live-action Star Wars TV shows that two. will be two. Two. One is made by one is made by John Favreau, who um, directed a couple of the Iron Man movies, hmm. um, and he is making a TV show called The Mandalorian which is based off of Boba Fett, the bounty hunter. Sounds good. All right. Does that make you excited? Yes. Except the Mandalorian makes me think of someone who's playing the mandolin, not a bounty hunter. True. But I bet it's going to be great. And then this, this news just came out, I don't know, like a week ago or so. The second live action is going to be based on the Rogue One universe. Except it has to be a prequel because everyone dies, spoiler alert, in Rogue One. So they are going to be taking Diego Luna, 
who was Cassian Andor, all right? So his character, but it's going to be before Rogue One happens. Hmm. And it's going to be like this series based on like this dude basically being like a, being like a spy. And it's, the idea sounds awesome. Hmm. Um, so, but that'll be coming out too. Sounds good. You know who would like all these? Nathan. I know Nathan, my brother, has been wanting to come on this podcast a lot and uh, talk about all of his Star Wars and Marvel takes. I'm sure we will make that happen. He loves Star Wars. All right. Um, my fourth one, which is my last news update. So, I, I one, I probably just haven't been paying much attention, but these were these were the only Disney news things that I have necessarily been been noticing. There is a new interactive game at, at Animal Kingdom called Pin Quest. All right, which is about trading pins. So like those like you know those collector pins that people are super obsessed with. The ones that fall off your shirt because the backs don't stay on and you get really mad. Oh, personal experience. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, so there is a new interactive, um, basic, basic like quest game at Animal Kingdom where you go to these, you get these clues to find different locations. Blue's to, clues to where no, but close Mickey's clues. <laughs> All right. Um, to where you, you follow these clues, follow, follow the story and you eventually go to these locations and you can get more pins. So you have to interesting that this is, why do you think they chose animal kingdom for this? Um, what do you think? Cause it's about like adventure. So if you look at this thing right here, like mm -hmm. this looks like, it has something, like a compass or something. Yeah. This looks like something that would be at animal kingdom. Like it doesn't say animal kingdom at all on here. But it looks like it's like designed for Animal Kingdom. So Magic Kingdom already has their whole like card game. Yes. The like wizarding. Sorcerer's Kingdom. Yes. Or whatever. Epcot has their like coloring fun station. And I guess they still have Kim Possible. Yeah. Hollywood Studios doesn't really have an interactive. Oh, just wait until Star Wars land. I'm guessing it'll be in Star Wars land. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. So Animal Kingdom just had the Wilderness Explorer type of thing, which I think that kind of worked the same way. Okay. Well, this is a massive plot line of this game, which will mean that me and you will probably never do it. Yeah. It does cost $75. Sorry, what? To do this. I'm sorry, what? Okay. It costs $75. <laughs> what? To be a part of it, but... Is this like just for the hardcore pin loving people? Yeah. So basically, but so, so you pay $75, but you get seven pins. So basically that's like $10 a pin ish. And yeah. some of those pins can cost 15 or like $20. So like these are like special limited edition pins. So if you are really, really into collecting pins, then it's actually kind of a good deal hmm. to, to do these. So yeah, $75 is a, is a lot. That's like a whole park ticket or used to be a park ticket. Oh, used to be for sure. Um, so, yeah. But I'm actually pretty in, interested in what that would look like. I'm sorry. We're never doing this. Uh, yes, correct. We never are. <laughs> Unless Hunter wants to. And then we can join Hunter. Because no one likes spending money on frivolous things like the oh my Hunter gosh. Hall. Yes, he does. Shout out to whenever he bought one of those Avatar um, Flying Banshee things. Shout out to all the like extra magic bands you have that has like designs on it because you and me for sure only have the like quote-unquote free ones that yes. they send you correct for every trip we have never bought 
an upgraded one. Did you hear that they are releasing more colors that everyone can have? And there's like different purple shades oh. of these magic bands. That's nice. I, w- I was really tempted to get the one that had snacks on it. Yes. Um, because that was really cute. Yeah. And we, since we had just bought one day tickets for our trip, we didn't really know how that worked. And so we still got magic bands, but we didn't think to ourselves to plan ahead and choose our colors. So we actually got the gray ones, which was fine because we didn't have gray yet. I do like gray. You're sometimes you wear all gray outfits and I call you Mr. Gray. Correct. So now you could just add your magic band onto your outfit and be even more gray. But it was just kind of funny that we were those people who were like, didn't plan ahead and we're like, oh, we have the gray magic bands. Anyway. Okay, done. Uh, all you wanted to uh, say for Disney News, that was it? Okay, fine. I will tell you these new colors. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, up for purchase through the Shop Disney, five new Magic Band colors are lavender. So you have to purchase it, though. Is that, is that what you just said? Well, they run for the standard $15. So I think that whenever you get a Magic Band, it costs you $15. I don't think that's true. Right. I don't know. Yeah, has released a handful of new standard magic bands that hmm. are available right now. Okay. They are not available as, as an included band with the resort stay. I'm dumb. Okay. I take it all back. You take Dang it all it. back. That okay. lavender one looks really cute, though. Lavender, I mean, that's one of my favorite colors. Turquoise. <gasps> white. Hmm. Dark green. And, and navy. Navy blue. The All lav- of those. The lavender was very cute. Yes. I actually really like these colors. Hopefully, they will be available for resort stays in the future. That would be nice. Because I would like that. All right. That's all that I have for, for Disney news. Um, hopefully, we will have more podcasts coming out now that we actually have a home that we that we live in. So, we We're can stay hopeless. updated on all of the Disney things because we got lots of hot takes to deliver to you people. I love hot takes. Speaking about hot takes, it's time for... Marriage moment. So we moved into a new house. That's our marriage moment. Literally, it will test your marriage. Uh, (laughs) Oh, wait. Should we tell them the scariest story of my life? You've told like 500 people this story. So yes, I know. But not all of the bountiful listeners that that we have. No, tell everyone on the podcast what you did while I was not here and at work. All right. Short story. I almost burned down our house after owning it for for one hour. That's it. That's the story. Long story. Um, I hired some movers. They were awesome. Uh, They were helping me move in boxes. I was moving the boxes of the kitchen to the kitchen and I was, but we don't have like a ton of counter space. So I was putting these boxes onto our stove. And whenever I was putting all of these boxes on, I guess I pushed all of the boxes up against (laughs) the wall, but it wasn't the wall. It was the burners. And whenever I pushed them in, the burners turned. I don't know how. And um, let's just say these boxes caught on fire. So I am outside (laughs) moving patio furniture and I'm like, hmm, smells like a campfire. And I look around and I'm like, wait, is there an electrical fire going on? So I'm examining the outside (laughs) of my house. And I look inside of my house through the window, through the kitchen, and I see these two cardboard boxes with like ginormous flames. Like I'm not exaggerating, ginormous flames. And I panic. I've never been this scared in my whole life. I try looking for a blanket. Um, Thankfully, the movers heard my um, extreme terror 
and they acted quicker than I did, grabbed the boxes with the flames on it, threw a Brita filter full of water to douse the flames, then I grabbed a little extension hose from the sink, doused down the boxes, the smoke alarms go off, it's crazy, but my house did not die, thankfully. Um, the Only oven, a few utensils were lost in this process. Yes, a few utensils. The oven, um, that we have this oven vent, like this hood vent. Um, it still works, but let's just say there are two lights with plastic casing covering up the, the lights. One looks a little drippy. One, literally all of the plastic melted like it was string melted queso cheese, and it was awful. Um, yes. So my house still survives. I still have PTSD too, on honesty. I will maybe once a day, maybe every other day think that I hear something and I think that the house is on fire. Um, it's a very scary life. Our TV dinner trays, um, now smell like a wood fire because they're made of wood and they got singed a little bit. So that's a nice reminder whenever we eat dinner that so, this yes. event happened. So the first night here, we were eating dinner on our dinner trays. That and, was a PTSD um, moment. And I legit multiple times thought that something was on fire. And I'm like, wait, it's just these wooden dinner trays. <laughs> so that was a major marriage moment. I wasn't even here, guys. I She was at work. Michael texted me like in all caps, like... Something like, oh, the movers just saved our life or something like that. For some reason. I said, quote, the most terrifying moment of my life. Oh, I don't. And somehow you took that as, as the movers had done something awesome. Yes. And they did something positive. Well, they, they did. Yes, they did. But I thought it was like, oh, they're going to give us a discount. We don't have to pay as much. Or like, oh, they did it so fast. It's already done. Or... I don't know what I thought, but when I finally called him on my break, I was like, what in the world? I didn't even know what to think. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, our house is great. We love it. The area we live in is awesome. Michael is only like 13 minutes from his job. I have worked at the church for over five years. It is, I've never gotten to church in under 40 minutes. This is amazing. Now it takes me 12 minutes or 13. It's so good. Um, we're enjoying like finding all the local food places to eat. We have a local coffee shop that's really cool. Um, overall, we really are enjoying it. That, our neighbors are nice. Yep. Uh, one of our next door neighbor actually goes to our church, this older couple. Whenever the first day he met me, he's like, I've seen you before. You look familiar. You're like, And I was uh, like, nah, sorry, sir. We don't run in the same circles. Ends up, he found me at church that next day. And that was so funny. Yep. Our across the street neighbors won this reality TV show called uh, Four Weddings. Four Weddings, yeah. And they went to a Fiji vacation for 10 days. So we need to meet them and talk with them more and hear all about their lives because that yeah. sounds awesome. It's pretty cool. Yep. So anyway, our house has way more room than it used to. Getting ready for little, little kids to come, which is fun. And we've been enjoying getting the nursery ready. Yes, we have. So it's been great. All right. Are you ready for Zero to Hero? Zero to Hero. Zero to Hero. No time back. Zero to Hero. Just like that. All right, Zara. So what is your hero for this last (laughs) week or month or so? I feel like this is just going to be like pop culture dump and we're just going to like talk about all the random things. Sure. That have been going on. Um, So we haven't seen a movie 
super recently, which honestly, this is scandalous for us. For It has honestly been more than two, maybe three weeks since I have seen personally a movie, which hasn't happened in all of 2018. Y'all, that just tells you like how preoccupied and busy we've been. Yes. AKA moving houses, getting this house set up before this baby is born in two and a half weeks. Um, but we did see three movies basically in like back to back to back days. I think it was like right after we got back from vacation, but we didn't talk about them on the last podcast. So we will talk about them now. And one of, um, I guess my favorite out of the three that we, um, last saw was called the hate you give. And this one, uh, is based on a book that I actually recently, pretty recently read, um, a couple months ago. Maybe I talked about the book. Um, I think I did. I, think I talked did. about the book on the podcast. Um, so go back a couple episodes um, if you want to hear my synopsis of that. I really enjoyed the book. It's like YA fiction, um, but it was my Which first. Which means young adult fiction. Yes, but it was one of my first times reading a book. I don't usually read books that are like politically charged or like have a, I, usually they're just kind of light and fluffy. Um, and this one, uh, is fiction, but it's based on like real life experiences, AKA, um, police officers, um, shooting black, uh, young men and women basically. So it's, it's like kind of a retelling of that story. Um, the, the main character sees her friend shot, gets shot right in front of her and it's her, um, wrestling with um how to deal with it how to um does she keep it a secret does she tell people um her kind of towing the line between the different worlds that she lives in she goes to a school of mainly um white students um and then the neighborhood she lives in is mainly black people so it's just kind of it was a very eye-opening movie and one that I definitely think um is gonna make you think and it's going to open up your worldview, um, whatever race you are um, watching it. It's going to be um, a good experience. The actors, actresses all did a great job. Um, it's a pretty true to the book. Um, there's, you know, some minor differences, but nothing major. Um, overall, we both really enjoyed it. You liked this movie too, right, Michael? I definitely like this movie. I saw a movie similar to this one called Blind Spotting. They had um, one of the guys who was in Hamilton, um, mm-hmm. David Diggs. I think it was David Diggs. Yeah. Pretty sure. Um, and that one I, I loved because they use like spoken word rap stuff like in like blind spotting um, and like made me cry. Like, I mean, like great movies. So whenever I Is saw that one the, rated R. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was, it was a little more like intense, something yeah. that I wouldn't go see. Yeah. And so whenever I saw the trailer for the hate you give, I liked it, but it did have like this kind of glossed over young adult feel to it. So I didn't think that the story would hit me as hard and I was wrong. Like it was very, very, very good. Like um, you teared very, up at some point. Yeah. yeah, yeah just yeah, like yeah. emotionally like, very, like, emotional. Yeah. And I think just for anybody, um, I think it's really easy for people just to like stick to their own, per- stick to their own perspective and I think just the more that we can hear other people's perspective mm-hmm. and see how they view life, um, the better that this world will be. Um, and so I loved it. It was really cool because at the end, there was a lady out, out there um, who was passing. So I guess that we saw the movie on, on like the opening day and we got to fill out um, 
like a questionnaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this really in-depth, like front and back, like questionnaire over how much we like the movie and if we would recommend it. Like our it. demographic, like what race are you seeing it? What is your age? Like why did you come see it? So that's oh, kind of interesting um, getting to provide feedback like that. I liked that too. Yeah, that was cool. So that's one of my heroes. Um, yeah, and yeah, so it has the girl who plays Brew from The Hunger Games. Yes. It has... She- it has Anthony Mackie, who is in all of like the Marvel movies. He's like, um, what? Who is he? War Eagle? I think so. I think so. Um, yeah. So it was very. It has good a cast. lot of really good. Yeah, it has Common. It has yeah, like a lot of good people like in this movie. Um, one of then the two other movies that we saw one was one was A Star Is Born, which is the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper movie. Um, not necessarily a zero. Yeah, for sure not a zero. Definitely not a zero. But not like... But not the hero that I thought it was right. going to be. That yes. a lot of podcasts and like pop culture websites like that I read, they were raving about this movie. And um, I thought it was very, very, very well made. I think Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga did a great job. Yes. I just didn't fully buy into the story and the characters like I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably have more negative things than positive things to say about this movie. But yeah. it, it was still a good movie. And I know a lot of people like in like my real life circle that love this movie. Yes. A lot of people who saw it multiple times. And so it hit different people. I just don't think it like hit affected me like I thought it was going to. Same. I, I mean, I wasn't as like hype going into it, um, but it definitely didn't like resonate with me. Maybe just the sheer um, amount of F-bombs in this movie. There was, was hard a for alarming me amount of ass. F-bombs, especially since it was such like a popular movie that everyone was like talking about. Um Normally that doesn't like catch me off guard, but there was like I'm I'm like not lying, like almost like Deadpool level of f bombs like in this movie, like a lot. It was just um, seemed so unnecessary. And but my biggest thing about this movie, ob- obviously there is like that um, that shallow song. Um, it's a good song. That great song, great song. But other than that song, no other good songs. Um, that that for a movie, so like um, the Greatest Showman. Yes, great musical. Movie. multiple hits so many songs that i still like yeah. like in my head like keep like going yeah in a star is born there was only that one song that like resonated with me all of the others i was like meh like not that catchy you just um, don't like remember them yeah and so for a movie based on a character's ability to to write songs i didn't think the songs themselves were great um the ending was very good um very emotional um so i would still recommend it but by far the best movie my favorite movie of these three was First Man, uh, the Ryan Gosling, um, Neil Armstrong biopic. Biopic? How do you say that word? I'm not sure. Either one. I think it's fine. Okay. Well, uh, Damien Chazelle directed this movie. He was the one who directed La La Land. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved it. The pop culture as a whole didn't buy into it like I thought everybody was going to. And it, blew, and it blows my mind. I... Enjoyed it. Um, overall, I really like. We've we've probably seen like all the space movies that have come out. Like the sure. you know Sandra Bullock had Gravity, one a, yeah. a few years ago. All Apollo the thirteen, yeah. which came out like a long time. Yeah, ago. Yeah, just but. all the different like space movies. I don't know what it is about. Um, just the human race in general. Also, Interstellar. Don't I? I don't yes. Like yes. No. Yeah. Just like us being the coming back to this 
genre or this this time period um, and making movies about it because it's just so interesting and amazing that we did this back when, you know, computers were not what they are today. And this movie really showed what that, a more kind of true to life story of what that's actually like. But um, so it's very interesting to see that. But it also not only showed like, the scientific um, things that went into it, like what it really just showed, got a really in-depth look at Neil Armstrong's, like how it affected his life, like him emotionally, um, like his family relationships. Um, so it was more than just like training for the mission and going on the mission. It also showed like him interacting with his friends and his family yeah it was so like apollo 13 is very much like this hero group of people go and save the day Mm -hmm. and this movie was really showing how like neil armstrong was just not a very charismatic dude he was very laid back very quiet very like straight very like cerebral and so like ryan gosling he wasn't this charismatic outgoing character like he was in la la land he Mm -hmm. he he was just very like reserved and like to himself yes and gave a very different perception of how i guess i viewed neil armstrong um but that's true to his actual character it's it's very um my my grandpa worked for nasa for years and has Pictures signed by Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, like, has pictures with them. Like, he worked on a a lot of these missions, and um, he actually, since some of the missions, uh, basically some of the missions that failed got to him. And he, like, quit NASA and actually um, became a farmer and, like, worked on, like, this meat market. I mean, watching this, I could, I mean, it could for sure get to you. Like, Neil Armstrong's, like, personal close friends, like, dying like yeah like so multiple times yeah and it's like so weird because like my grandpa like growing up i just viewed him as like as like a farmer who 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 like he had had like like, these cows whole life before that so and i knew that he like did nasa stuff and then in college i did for like a project in college Mm -hmm. i like interviewed him and went through all these different pictures and stuff like blew my mind like opened up my eyes to this whole like previous life it's very interesting to think like you know, watching that movie, like he could have been like a background character. Yeah, like, yeah. Somewhere, yeah. In the NASA complex, he he would have been there. Yeah. Doing whatever he was doing as his job at, at NASA, which is crazy. Crazy, and um, yeah. So and yeah. So the way that Damien Chazelle, he none of none of the effects like were CGI. Everything was all practical, so that, all real, all handmade, and so because of that. It just, that was my least favorite part. It looked so real and everything was shot so close and it made me feel so claustrophobic and just nervous. So like I obviously knew that they were going to land on the moon. Yes. I, I, I knew um, that that was going to happen, but I still was like there was so much tension in that, in the way that he shot this film. I'm not normally like an artsy dude who like picks up on mm-hmm. how people like shoot film things, mm-hmm. um, but Man, hey, I mean, you were. I loved it. You were film and digital I, media major. I know, but the reason I didn't continue on that path was because I don't necessarily like, have that eye for like catching things. But while Michael loved the way it was shot, I did not like it because it was a little too gritty and real for me. Um, th- just the shakiness and the close upness, um, those shots, like 
didn't make me sick, but I just didn't enjoy watching them as much. It was just a little too intense for me, but it, it, it did, I guess, show like what it would have been yeah. like to sit in that spaceship or to sit in that 360 gravity chair while you're going around. Like, but it, it was just very intensely shot. Yes. Yes. Um, so I loved it. Um, I'm very confused why it's not getting more like Oscar buzz. I'm wondering if in January, if people, it's like everybody was talking about a star is born as like this Oscar movie. And I'm wondering if by like January, people are going to be like, after rewatching a star is born, be like, eh, maybe this didn't have as much meat to it as we thought. And then they're going to like go back and say, Hey, actually first man had more than we, we thought. It was really good. Or maybe because Damien Chazelle made La La Land. They're like, this dude has already like gotten like recognition. We don't need to like recognize this movie as much. Basically go see this movie. Know that it is a little bit slower and he's not, it's not like this. It's not Apollo 13. Mm-mm. It's not like this like hero. It's not movie. fast moving. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's a, it's a longer movie as well. So, but it was good. I liked it. And then TV shows that we have been watching, um, a new TV show just came out on Amazon prime called this homecoming. Was, this would count as a hero. We finished it very quickly. Number one, the episodes are only 30 minutes long, so it did go by quickly. One of the most game-changing things about the show, yeah. So, one, it has Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, I don't believe, has ever been in a TV show. Um, I think so. So, the fact that she signed up for this, too, normally, like, prestige drama shows are hour-long shows. Like, Mm -hmm. everything. Like, yeah, like, The Wire, like, Breaking Bad, like, Mad Men, like... All of all of the big shows that you watch nowadays, like Game of Thrones, are all hour long. And really comedies like like The Good Place or Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, or or The Office or Parks and Rec or anything like that. Like those are safe for 30 minute shows. Um, but this show is a drama, very serious thriller, psychological show shot in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the director of this is the guy who made um, Mr. Robot. His name is uh, Sam Esmail, and he's a very creative, different dude. And so because of that, because it's only in 30-minute chunks, the every shot is so weird and so unique and so strange and so different. And while um, the show itself is interesting, the way that he shoots it mm-hmm. in such a unique way makes it even more interesting. Yeah, so I watched almost the whole first season of Mr. Robot, and I could totally recognize like his style and his stamp on it. Just watching this show, I was like, oh my gosh, this is... I mean, the storyline is nothing like Mr. Robot, but it, to me, I like had that feel to it just because of the way he, I guess directs and like does his sets up his shots and everything it's very interesting so the i'm gonna go with just the surface level plot of, of this because i don't want to like spoil based it, anything. on a podcast it, it, it is it's based is on a very fictional interesting podcast. yeah fictional because we had to look that up because we weren't sure we're like is this real is this not real um because i guess in like theory it could be it could be something that could happen yeah um but yeah go with like the basic so basically, Ju- Julia Roberts is a counselor uh, who works for um, this organization that takes soldiers um, who are dealing dealing with PTSD. Like they and, just came back from being like from their war, tour. Yeah. yeah. And they've basically had people, and they have had these traumatic experiences, and she's trying trying to counsel them um, and transition them back to civilian life. 
and teach them how to get a job, teach them how to like interact with their friends again. Like, yeah, just like reposition them back into the normal world. And so the show basically shows like um, Julia Roberts. And so there's like two timelines, like to this, there's like, and so the show goes back and forth between these two timelines and it can get a little bit confusing sometimes. Um, it, but not confusing, but it is confusing because of the way it's shot. Yeah. You'll see if you watch it. So just very, very good. Julia Roberts, seriously, like her best performance I've seen in a long time. Um, like, yeah, like really, 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 really good. I, I, I loved it. It was different. Um, very creative. And I'm excited just to see like what this turns into. It held our interest. I mean, we, we finished this in like a yeah. few, in like Be- less than a week. Yes, we- because I'm just being real. So like before we started recording this, um, me and Zara realized that we recommended one of our heroes was Jack Ryan, another Amazon Prime show. But we haven't even finished it yet. We're still, we've only watched like four episodes. Mm-hmm. But if this, if that show was only 30 minutes long, we, we, yeah. we would have finished it by now. Yeah. But devoting that much time, like sitting there for a whole hour takes a lot of time, especially in like baby mode right now. It does. But this one, um, yeah, it was just a different um, storyline than something I had seen in a while too. It was kind of, like Michael said, like a psychological thriller. Um, like it kind of messed with your head a little bit. You, you along with the characters, were wondering like what is actually going on. Like, Correct. Like a, kind of like a mystery type of thing too. So like I could see how – this would have made a good podcast because at the end of each episode, you would have been like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Yes. What's happening next? I want to know what's happening. So I want to, yes, I, this is a definite hero. I will not say that this is my favorite TV show of, of the year. It's just a very interesting, unique show that I think is a great framework or like foundation for TV right now. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, like I'm not saying it's like the new stranger things or, or anything like that. No. Um, all right, I have two personal he- he- heroes. Is one of them The Walking Dead? Yes, it it actually is. Um, I could actually talk for a long time about this. I know this. you could. Um, so The Walking Dead, um, for those of y'all who haven't really been involved in The Walking Dead, c- kind of sucks right now. Um, it has not been good. But a couple months ago, this report came out that the main character, Rick Grimes, that this was going to be his, was going to be his last season. And totally shocked every... So they were saying, hey, the show is going to continue, but Rick Grimes will not continue on this show. And so... It's kind of like in Nashville, how Connie Britton was like, nope, not doing this anymore. Except not. Oh, I'm going not? to blow your mind in okay. just a second. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, so I watched it. This was like last week and um, watched it and ends up... Okay, spoiler, if you are into Walking Dead and have you not watched the show yet, just skip forward like a minute or or two because I don't want to like, ruin this and have anybody like get mad. Well, ends up, Rick Grimes does not die. And, and instead, he basically gets rescued. And it blew my mind because I'm like, wait, like the whole thing was he was leaving the show and he didn't die. And then this report came out that AMC is going to make their own full-length movies, and Rick Grimes is going to be a part of these movies. Movies with an S, as in multiple. Multiple movies. Um, and it's very interesting, like, in this, so this is just, like, the, this is the nerdy behind the scenes world, but where everything is all, like, Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, Am- 
Amazon is basically, is basically saying, hey, we have th- this whole universe of this show that every- AMC. Sorry, yes, sorry, AMC is saying, hey, like we have this whole u- universe of characters that people love. Let's make our own movies and content so that people will keep co- coming back to our channel and that we will just have more things like to our name. Has this happened before? No. To where a TV show has been so popular that they... Well, it has in like... I'm trying to think of it. Has. In like a... Well, yeah so, I be, yeah, so I believe that HBO is actually making a Sopranos movie right now. Mm. But Sopranos was good 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and or if like a show is like... They might make a movie, but it'll go to to the big screen, like to like the main movie theaters. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to movie theaters. This is this is going to be showed on AMC. Oh, as a movie. I see. So you can go to AMC.com and and watch this. Interesting. Or go to their app and watch this. Um, and so it's just more and, and more people building onto to the brand of AMC. Interesting. Which, which is very interesting. I also heard another theory where TV shows just take so much time away, like from people's families. And Rick Grimes, the, the character means so much to The Walking Dead to where that actor basically could say, hey, I don't want to do this show, but I will make these movies to where it, it's only two or three months of me making this movie. And then I can be with my family and then just do that. Because he means so much to this show, and that's very that's very interesting. For one second, I thought you meant like watching TV shows every week. You know, adds up to like oh. way more hours, like you know, yeah. eight ten hours. Yeah. Whereas like a TV show, no, I mean, like a movie, more is like, is like, two like it hours. takes like it could be take six months for like them the to like act- make like a whole like okay. TV show. Yeah, I'm an extremely casual um, Walking Dead watcher. Well, guess what. The walk. So um, today is Monday. Yesterday on on Sunday, Zara is like, "Oh, hey, is it weird that The Walking Dead is <laughs> going to be over for a while?" And I said, "Yes." Well, guess what? That wasn't the finale. That there are there's three more episodes left. I'm sorry, what? And I thought that I thought that Rick leaving was the finale, but it wasn't. So at the that end, was still like a really dramatic episode. I know. So at the end of the episode, they did this time jump of like five or six or seven years. And there's all new characters, and Rick Grimes' daughter is now one Older. of She's like 12 or 13. She's like a young Katniss Everdeen, and she is – so I have not watched this episode, but I really want to. And But they're, they've like rebranded the show to where it's like a totally di- different show now, and I'm very excited. That's crazy. Yeah. That you're – I mean that they can do that, and it'll, it'll still like hook you in. Yes. Then number two, going along the – wave of rick grimes sheriff there is a new video game that i am obsessed with gosh michael loves this called red dead redemption 2 um absolutely love it it is one of the slowest and most beautiful made video games i have ever played basically i am a cowboy and i um, ride this horse in the wild west and normally in like video games that it's made by the people who make grand theft auto but it's like um has these cowboys in like the west so it's this huge immersive world but i'm on a horse so i can't drive like a car and go 100 miles an hour i i can only ride my horse and go like 15 miles an hour remember when we played disney infinity and we had um johnny depp movie what yes. was it uh, the lone ranger the lone ranger it reminds yes. me of that like a little bit yes 
But this bringing it back to Disney, uh, this this game is very much like open world. You can kind of like make like your own decisions. So the first time that Zara watched me play this game, <laughs> she she walked in and I was chasing down this dude trying to like lasso him up, and he runs off this cliff and he's hanging and he's hanging on to this cliff. Yes, and I have the option of where I can kick this dude off of the cliff, basically killing him. Or rescue him and save him. And Michael was like, what should I do, Zara? And I was like, well, you could be nice. He's like, nope, I'm going for it. I'm killing him. And so I kick him off of this cliff. And it's like Scar. It's literally like From Scar. the Lion King to where I just watch him fall off, and then off this cliff. you became a bad person after that, basically. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm on like a meter where like you could do good or bad things and it changes you. Like, oh, on, you're in the bad, on, you're on, on the bad on like meter. meter. Um, it's, it takes up a lot of my time right now. He loves it. Yeah. It's fine. I'll just do. What do I well, do? yeah, it's not taking up like that much time. Obviously, yeah, we not. moved into like a new house. We have a baby. I have work. But have still, yet, some of but my yes. free time is being spent towards this. Yes. All right. Do you have any personal heroes? Personal heroes. I know that there is one show, a junior show that you do love. Oh, yeah. Dancing with the Stars Junior. So you guys, I talked about um, last episode. I was super excited obviously for the new season of Dancing with the Stars to start um, because it's a full-length season. Um, all the, you know, bells and whistles because last season we got super gypped because of American Idol and it was like a, like only five, six-episode season. It was awful. Awful. This time we get Dancing with the Stars regular season and we get Dancing with the Stars juniors. hey yo. Um, so I won't necessarily say it's up to par with the normal Dancing with the Stars or that's like better or anything, but hey, it's more ballroom dancing and I will never say no to more ballroom dancing. So basically it's like celebrity kids like um, little Gamora from the most recent Marvel movie. Um, she's super cute and um, somebody who won like a baking competition or Top Chef or something um different like disney channel stars or like stevie wonder's son um scotty pippen's daughter um different people and they're partnered with like a junior pro and they have one of the um dancing with the stars pros as their mentor and it works the same way um different judges as pre-recorded jordan fisher and frankie munez are the hosts of it um but overall um more dancing in my life so i have been enjoying it and it's very fun all right any oh. zeros um any zeros i actually have a couple more heroes i'm sorry oh yeah sure your heroes the teaser trailer for toy story 4 came out oh it did it was very cute it was very short but cute it didn't really tell you anything except for there's this funny spork that's all we know about that's it that's all that we know new characters but it got me excited what do you think his name is sporky Probably, yes. <laughs> um, then I saw another trailer for a movie, and if you told me just the name of this movie, I would have thought this would have been an automatic zero. And I actually watched this trailer, and I fell in love, and I think this is going to be a hilarious, funny movie. And that is, there is a live-action Pokemon movie. I saw like a brief thing about this today. Something about Officer Pikachu or yes. Pikachu something. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is the voice of Pikachu. And it's all like CGI'd. It, it looks very real life. It's like Winnie the Pooh version. That's creepy. CGI real life. That, I, 
That's I like need to like show you this trailer later. It's very funny. Basically, um, there is this kid, and he's like this failed um, trainer, and he's trying to like find his dad, and then. Pikachu, a.k.a. Ryan Reynolds, comes, and he can hear Pikachu talk. And Pikachu is like, wait, no one, no other human could has ever heard me talk. We are best friends. I need to be your Pokemon now, and I will help you. I am a detective, and I will help you find your dad. It's very funny. They interact with these other CGI Pokemon. It's hysterical. There's a scene like with like Mr. Mime that's awesome and creepy and great. So could you say that this is like The Walking Dead in that it was a TV show at one point and now it's getting a full-length film. Yes. Well, there have been full-length film cartoon movies. Oh. Um, but honestly, like, this is like Universal, like, owns this Pokemon, like, property. Game changer. Like, with Pokemon Go, like, that, I mean, like, that was good. The resurgence um, of it, yes. But this movie, this movie could be, like, really, really, really huge. Like, like the idea of a Pokemon live-action movie sounds really stupid, and I would not be a fan, um, but this movie's great. Ryan Reynolds is one of the funniest people in like Hollywood. He's awesome. So interesting. That is a definite hero. My zero um, is Stanley died. I know. I saw that today, and I asked you about it, and you said, "Yeah, it's true. That's kind of sad." Yes, it's. And very I sad. said, "No more cameos." I know. Obviously, he is very old. We knew that he was. Um, going to pass away. Stanley is basically the creator of Marvel. Um, he's in, yeah, he's in all of the cameos of all of the Avengers movies. Supposedly they have shot his cameo for Avengers four. So with the next one coming up, uh, he will be in it. And that good, that could be like a good way. Cause like if that changes the direction of the Avengers, if he is no longer in any cameos after that, maybe that makes sense. But just overall, very sad. He is a great dude. And, um, he will be missed. That's sad. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any real zero other than I'm still pregnant and it just got super cold outside. So now it's even harder to wear clothes. I'm and pretty sure that the last time that we did a podcast, I mean, your zero was how hot it was outside. Yes. I just can't win. Okay, people. It's just so <laughs> hard. Um, so that's like kind of a fake zero. But in reality... I just want to talk about the movies that I want to see before this baby is born because we need to see more movies and we need to see them ASAP because the Nutcracker is already out. Okay, that, um, that that's a zero. The, it got horrible reviews, which is very sad because it's Disney and I love Disney. There's, I mean, I just love it. Um, it... Reminded us, I guess, of Wrinkle in Time because that also got really bad reviews. And that or came out Tomorrowland. In, and Tomorrowland. So Disney has had some some kind of flops with their like yeah. live action Correct. Um, movies. If they're not based on... Like their, their like, main characters. Like core properties. Core, yes. So they're trying something different. I, of course, am willing to give them a chance and see this movie. I enjoy, you know, the... Nutcracker story, like it's classic, um, gets you in the holiday mood and spirit. So I want to see it. Um, I also want to see um, Fantastic Beasts is coming out this upcoming weekend. Um, I like, obviously, I like Harry Potter. I like um, the Fantastic Beasts movies so far have been great. All the actors, actresses um, have done a great job. Um, anything in the Harry Potter universe is going to be enthralling and exciting to see um so i want to see that 
And then what was the other one? Oh, the Grinch also came out, um, which the remakes of the Grinch normally are not very good because the original is so near and dear to my heart. So I'm worried that that's going to be a total like flop. Um, but the the reviews haven't been bad. The reviews haven't been bad. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, the reviews. Are if not we have time, that's kind of like right now, but... that's kind of bottom of my list to see. But I would okay, be interested. Fine. Critics is 55. Users is 68. But 68's not bad. That's at least somewhat middle of the enjoyable. Road. Are there any more movies out right now that we need to see? Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. Which we will be seeing for Barb's birthday. Okay. Um, I'm not like super excited about that, but I'll definitely see it. Yeah. Um, there is that Can You Ever Forgive Me, the, um, what's her name? Mel- Melissa McCarthy? The <gasps> typewriter the movie? The serious one? Yeah. Yes, that got really good reviews, that one right? That did get good reviews, and we do want to see that. Is it that. like Oscar-worthy good or just like normal good? It got 98% on Rotten That's t- insane. Tomatoes, which normally, if it's that high, then there's one that I want to see called Mid-90s, which you won't see, um, but that's Jonah Hill's first movie that he's directed. No, and thank you. And that looks really good. No, thank you. Um, but other than that... Now there are, yeah, there's definitely like movies like coming up that we want to see, but. Well, we might um, have a baby by then. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, nothing had just been like super grabbing us since those like three big ones about a month ago that we um, already talked about. So we, I just kind of felt like gone through a little bit of a dry spell and now finally a few more are coming out that we're actually interested in. Also, uh, another zero ripped to all of our pocket, to all of our wallets and, and our bank accounts uh, in 2019 because Disney is pulling out the onslaught of movies in 2019. <laughs> Are you ready to hear about all of the Disney movies? Sign up for the AMC program right now. Or like, these are the good Disney movies. There's even like other ones that I'm not even going to mention. Cap- Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Dumbo live action. Yes. Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. Aladdin, <gasps> Toy live Story action. 4, mm-hmm. Lion King live action. There are three Why are there live so action many? Disney movies coming out. They kept getting pushed back from this year because wasn't Mulan supposed to be this year? And now it's not even on the slate for next year either. It got like pushed way so far out. I don't know. We still need to do like a live action yeah. talk eventually. But that's so interesting that we get all those live action ones like... Just next year. That's wild. There is a random Noel movie starring Anna Kendrick, and she is Santa's daughter, and she has to take over the family business and be Santa. That is coming out. Ran- random. Sorry, but back to the good ones. Frozen 2. <gasps> Toy Story 4 and Frozen 2 are coming out in 2019. Those are some, like, those are, like, probably the most major, like, franchises right You now. say that. And then Star Wars Episode 9. Okay. The final one in this I mean, trilogy for like little kids. is coming out. For little kids. So there is a Star Wars movie, two Avengers movies. Three live actions. Three live action movies and two top of the line animated movies in Toy Story and Frozen. Insanity. Com- coming out. Insanity. And then this December, Mary Poppins. Oh, Mary Poppins. We still have that to look forward to. I know. And Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, that too. I know. That's... That's kind of right around my due date, so yeah, that yeah. that might be a while before we see that one. But I definitely want to see that. So overall, lots of crazy movies coming up. Overall, this movie, this podcast has been a, a little bit long, but oh well, we, we just missed talking with we you guys. We just needed to update you guys on everything that's going on. E- exactly. All right, that's all. That's all that we got. Follow us on Instagram. 
hopefully y'all have a good week. And we're on baby watch, so could happen in the next two and a half weeks. Just know our Instagram is going to be off of the walls once we have this baby because I'm going to be dressing up Theo in all of these uh, delicious, adorable Disney outfits. We need, which we need to buy. We, we got plenty. We have a few. Not enough. We're good. We're good for now. <laughs> Don't worry. All right. Peace. Bye. Like Tarzan and Jane, girl, you'll be in my heart. I will fight Jafar with all the Robin Hood starts. Beat the Crip Captain Hook and any evil that embarks. If baby starts to leave his mark, I'll send him to a pit so dark you can't see light. Oh, come here, my Snow White, to have a princess for a wife. Yeah, that'd be all right. Chilling up in the castle all day and night. Girl, you're in the middle of my circle of life.